0: We we found out in our coaching program that people were overwhelmed. In our weight loss coaching program. Yeah, in a weight yeah. loss coaching program um, at Lady Boss. People were overwhelmed with the amount of like, because we're like, we got to have all this stuff and all these checkpoints. And it was overwhelming. And so they were like, man, I'm behind. And so they were falling out and canceling. Because they felt like they couldn't keep because up. Because they felt like they couldn't keep up. Yeah. And I'm like, what are we doing? This is counterintuitive. So it's not always more. Sometimes it's less. Yeah. Sometimes it's repackaging things. So we
1: took that one year curriculum and we broke it up
0: over four years. Over four years. (laughs) So we basically took what was for one year, spread it out over four, and then all of a sudden it was manageable Mm -hmm. and people had a better experience and fulfillment. Welcome to Big Business Mistakes, hosted by Brandon and Kaylin Poulin. Hear the most successful entrepreneurs tell jaw-dropping stories and lessons behind their biggest business mistakes so that you don't make them. Ditch the fake highlight reel and get the raw truths and golden lessons of what it actually takes to scale your business from those who have done it. This is Big Business Mistakes. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Big... Business Mistakes Show. I'm here, Brandon Poulin, (laughs) with my beautiful, lovely wife.
1: Caleb Poulin.
0: Yeah, there she is. (laughs) Guys, I'm pumped. Today, we are going to talk about, and I have a question for you, really, is what we're going to talk about. And Mm -hmm. the question is, is your product good enough? Is your product good enough? Is your product good enough? And it's interesting because what really spawned this topic is thinking back on a lot of products that we've created. We had a lot a lot of products that we created. And I'm like, why did certain ones succeed and why did others not? Mm -hmm. And also in that conversation along that same vein is in the digital marketing space, there's a lot of crap. Yeah, There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of products out there, Mm -hmm. right? And actually in general, there's just a lot of products, Yeah, right? Mm -hmm. And everyone thinks they have the best idea in the world, Um, but how do you know if your product is good enough to scale, Mm -hmm. right? And how much, how much time should you spend working on your product? How much should you invest in your product? How much should you not care? <laughs> yeah, like is it your product or is it point, your marketing? Yeah,
1: at one point, is it like does it even matter? You know? Yeah, like
0: does your does your product actually matter? Mm-hmm. Right? Because there's a lot of there's there's a lot of people that make a lot of money that don't have good products. Yeah. And so, like, how much does it really matter? Mm-hmm. Right? And so, it's kind of interesting, and and this shouldn't even be a conversation, but it is. And it's important too, because there's also the concept of minimum viable product, right? MVP, right. like getting something out. Right. And I'm, I'm a believer in that as well. Like I think that you need to get your product out there because if you wait until it's perfect, you'll never launch it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you should constantly be improving it. Right? So if you never launch it, you're never gonna have revenue. But if you never improve it, then you're going to, you're going to lose market share. You're going to lose position. You're going to lose growth. And so I think that overall, if you want to strengthen your brand, then you strengthen your product, Mm -hmm. right? If you want to strengthen your brand, you strengthen your product. And here's, here's how I know that that product can cover a great product, right? Delivering Mm -hmm. can cover a multitude of business sins. Yeah. Right. Like it can absolutely like. People will go to ugly, dirty,
1: hole in high the wall. wait
0: time, hole in the wall restaurants mm-hmm. for amazing food. Yep. Like we went to that place. It was like, what was it? Like Chinese, Mexican or something. Mm-hmm. And it was like total hole in the wall. Oh, yeah. Like I was like sitting on like office furniture from like the 1980s. <laughs> yeah. Like I had no idea. Like. It was not like a beautiful place, but it, the re- reviews were insane.
1: Yeah. Or that ice cream place that we stood in line for, for like literally over an hour in San Diego. That one time we stood, there wasn't even like indoor seating. There was like no seating at all anywhere, but there's a line around the block for like an hour long wait for this ice cream.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. So there's your proof, right? Right. Like bad service, bad weight bad decor, but yet like there's a, there's a barbecue place here yeah. where people stand in line for like hours. Yeah. And, they like, get there at like four in the morning, and, like camping chairs, yeah. you know, in a, in, in a world where we're all about convenience and like timing and DoorDash is thriving. Yet there's some place that people sit outside for three hours to eat because the product is so good. Yeah.
1: Every day of the week.
0: And, and people <laughs> are lining up every day. And I'm yeah. like, I'm not lining up. Actually, i would i actually, like barbecue you, enough. T- you told me though you were like if you do like a catering order about yeah. 500 bucks you don't have yeah. to sit in line for three hours yeah. I'm like, we that, still need to do that that's the move right that's the move so find a loophole if you're a customer right like apple doesn't launch inferior products like steve jobs waited i believe five years because they didn't have the right product mm-hmm. right like sat on it yeah and i i'm not telling you you should sit on your product for five years but what i'm telling you is like is your product good enough Like that's the question that you should answer. You should always think about that because I I can think back to time when we were, we were launching like a new product. We're like, we're going to launch a new digital health program. Oh my gosh. Every single month. Yeah. Right. And I thought they were good. Like we had a good process. The information was good. The product was great. But at the end of the day, like nobody wants another workout PDF or another detox PDF. Mm -hmm. It's not valuable. It wasn't good enough. And so, as we launched more products, the successive products that we launched did less revenue. Mm-hmm. Right? And they should have done more. Right? If they were good enough, they should have done more.
1: Mm-hmm. Right? The product it- that was good enough, though, is when we do a flavor drop of our hero product, Lady Boss Lean which is the protein shake every month, we do a flavor drop and it would sell out and people would be mad and there would be angry people and like the website would break and we'd break the whole freaking internet and our system would go down and our servers would go down and people complaining of like, Oh, I got my order through, but I didn't get my order and all these things. But yet the next month they'd come back to buy the next flavor because the product was good enough that like, it didn't matter what happened, how mad they were that they missed out on it or were five minutes late and it's, and it sold out. Really fast, and no matter how mad they were, or angry they were, or like the servers going down, and they didn't even get an opportunity to buy, and they had set an alarm and waited the whole day, and had been like, you know, so excited because it's their favorite flavor in the world, and missed it. Like they still came back the next month for the next one because that product was good enough.
0: It was good enough, mm-hmm. exactly. And so one of the things that I find is is so true is that great marketing will get you sales, but a great product will get you customers. Yeah right? Great marketing will get you sales, but a great product will get you customers because if you can make sales and not have a business, yep. right? You can have a churn and burn factory. Yeah. People do it all the time. Right. And, and, and I would also argue that if you're just making sales and not creating customers, you're hurting your brand and your reputation. Yeah. And eventually people will catch on and your reputation will catch up to you. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But if you, your product is good enough, you will start to create customers and now you have a business. Now you have an asset. If you don't have customers, you don't have an asset. If you just have sales, you don't have an asset. Mm-hmm. You can't sell that, right? No one's going to buy that business. That business has no enterprise value. Yeah, and right? there's
1: a lot of those out there where it's just like, let's let's launch a different challenge, different product, a different program, a different course. Like every six months we're launching something new and we're just like, we're a launch business.
0: Yeah, and it's an exhausting business to be in, Yeah. right? And- you know, we've helped some people solve that problem. Mm-hmm. But the, the the point I want to, I, I want to get to here is if you launch an inferior product, you're, you're sacrificing long-term equity with your customers for short-term cash. Yeah. And it's not, it's not going to pan out. That's good. It might feel good now, but it won't pan out. Mm-hmm. Right. And so what I would rather you do or rather see someone do is if you need cash to cover a gap, go get debt and go make a great product and fix that problem. Mm-hmm. And then see see the rewards and reap the fruit later. Yeah. If you have if you can have that patience, right? But
1: what we don't mean by that is go spend two million dollars on building an app.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I would say I would say when I hear new new companies doing service or or digital products and then they're going to build an app, I'm like ah uh, yeah uh, like most-
1: we had we had an HTML five like website that we used as our app for and years. It, and everyone was it like- It was good enough. And it was good enough. And that's the thing is every year at our annual planning, the thing would come up from the team of like, we need to build the real app. And we're like, eh, but do we? Because we're gonna go a, a million five into building an app with all of these same features. And right now people are paying for what it is and no one's complaining about it. They're adding it to their home screen, like it's an app, right? Yeah. And it's a web page and it works and it works fine. It's doing the job do we need to go put a million five in it just to be like, oh, we have an app in the app store. And the answer was no, because the product was good enough.
0: No, because we taught them how to go to the website and then turn it into an app icon on their phone. Right. So it was good enough. But we also, we also grew into more of an e-commerce business yeah. and not a digital business. Mm-hmm. So if that hadn't happened, maybe we would have, it would yeah. have been time. But and- it wasn't the hero product anymore. Right, right. So, so like, for example, like, like I have a massage therapist, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a big difference in someone coming like, so if you ever do like an in-home massage, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes they'll bring their own table or if you have your own, right? Like I've had people come where like, they're like, where are your sheets at? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't have those, right? She always brings the sheets, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, Always has them. Some ladies, you know, they come, it's just like whatever massage, Mm -hmm. like, lotion or whatever. Now this lady's got like all these different oils and there's like three points where she's like, okay, breathe. And you're like, and you're like, oh, what is that? It smells amazing. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's the next level.
1: Yeah. And well I went up that brought a crock pot with yeah. like the hot stones in it. She bring a crock pot with hot towels, hot, towels, a crock pot to with a hot stones to the house. It's yeah. like a $10
0: crock pot. Yeah. Just plugs it in when you start. And at the end, you're like, where'd the hot towel come from? Yeah. I'm in my house. <laughs> like, That's the difference is, Mm -hmm. is your product good enough, Mm -hmm. right? Like, are you just doing the bare minimum or like, are you bringing the $5 crock pot, (laughs) right?
1: And it's a $5 crock pot. It doesn't cost you that much more and it doesn't doesn't. take you that much more to give that next level of experience of like being surprising your customer with a hot towel at the end. Like I was not expecting that.
0: Like, what could you do in your fulfillment to your customers Mm -hmm. that doesn't even cost you money Like, what's your $5 Mm Crock-Pot? Like, it's water, a Crock-Pot, and a rag that gets washed. Yeah. Like a towel or whatever. Yeah. For us,
1: we started throwing in all kinds of gifts into every purchase. Like, we'd throw in free hand sanitizers and chapsticks and stickers on every purchase. And guys, guys, this was stuff
0: that we weren't selling anyways. Mm -hmm. We just had left over. Yep. Right, so It was what?
1: inventory from like a live event that we did or stuff that just wasn't moving in the store. We just decided to start throwing it in for free and people were, loved it and were so surprised by it. Of like, I bought $50 worth of stuff and then I opened the box and it had all these free stickers and chapsticks and hand sanitizers and little, you know, waste measurers and a water bottle or a free shaker, right? Like it surprised them because we just gave them stuff for free on top of what they did. And right. it was like, Customers loved it,
0: and and I would argue too that if they're not expecting it, mm-hmm. it's even more powerful. Oh, way more powerful, right? Like I was never, I was not expecting a massage therapist come to my house and have a hot towel. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Whoa, that was awesome!" Yeah. Like I paid her money for a year because mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, this no, who no one else is going to do this, right?" She was our like massage therapist for like three years. Was it like three years? Yeah, yeah. So like two houses, like thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm right? Just because of the foresight to have that, like, how do I make my product better? Right. Or am I just delivering the same thing as everybody else?
1: Yeah. And like, you didn't pay extra for a like hotel. A friend
0: of mine, Preston, amazing guy, builds homes in El Paso, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> He's so funny. He's like, dude, I went to this hotel and I don't remember where he was, but he was like, I sat down in this toilet <laughs> and, and the seat was warm. Yeah, And I was like, oh, I know where this is going. <laughs> I was like, really? He's like, and then like when you're done, like there's this little sprayer on there. It's, yeah, like, it's a bidet. A, like a like a little, you know, it's a bidet. And he was like, Oh, this is life-changing. So he started putting those in all of his homes. Yeah. It wasn't that expensive. You didn't have to buy the whole toilet. It was just a seat that plugged in. Yeah. Right. And, and so I was like, I've tried one of those. He's like, he sent me one. I got one in <laughs> the mail. He <laughs> freaking sent me one of these. I'm like, I got it. He's a get- true get-. believer. Oh, I said I'm like, I can't wait for my handyman to install this yeah, thing. But
1: he said it costs like 500 bucks. And it was just like that much, you know, more of an experience that like, it wasn't just toilets in the house. It was like next level. Like every time you sit down the toilet in the middle of the night, the seats warm for you. Yeah guys, could you you
0: imagine that? Yeah. Like, how do you, how do you make your customers buns warm? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. Like, what can you do Mm -hmm. challenging you? Like, what can you do? Right? And so, and so I just think that, I think that we, we make our product great in the beginning, Mm-hmm. And if we're perfectionists, we'll never launch it. So you got to get it out there. But how are you constantly improving, right? And so I'm going to give you guys a list of ways that we improve product over time to give you tactical strategies. Before I do that, I want to kind of just hit on a few more examples. So I went, I went to demo a boat, mm-hmm. right? I, I love boats. I love to wake surf. I've been doing it for 15 years. That's what we do as a family. So we do as a family. It's amazing, and. And so I'm like looking at this new Malibu, right? It's like the, called a 26 LSV. It's this big, beautiful 26 foot surf boat, white boat. And and I'm like, all right, I got to get on this thing. It's it's not cheap, right? Mm-hmm. But compared to some of the other options, I was like, all right, I think it's I think it's the one. But I need to go drive it and see it and feel it, right? And so I roll up, and there's a couple employees on the dock. Nobody says anything to me. Like I had a sales guy who told me to go there and I could demo the boat. Okay. So nobody says anything to me. I walk up, I got my board in my hand, ready to surf the wave. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, there's like a couple groups of people. There's like two boats. There's too many people for it to be like an individual demo. Mm -hmm. And so first off, nobody says anything to me. Yeah. Like, I'm like, okay. So I just, you know, I'm not a shy person. So I'm just like, Hey, like I'm here to demo the boat. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, um, and then the, the guy who was captaining the boat that I knew I was going to get on, found out he was the owner, right? Didn't really ever introduce himself to me when he, like, this is a $300,000 boat. Yeah. Guy, guy does, hardly acknowledges me. He's so wrapped up in this family, mm-hmm. right? Who doesn't own a boat, never has, and is interested in looking at it. However, you have owned three
1: different Malibus. Right,
0: Like I have a <laughs> quarter million dollar boat right now and hardly acknowledges me. Okay, so I'm like, uh, I guess I'll jump in with you guys. It's because you're tatted and young, baby. Yeah, thinks you can't afford yeah, it. Maybe he profiled me. Who who knows? <laughs> so so I, I get on the boat, like, I guess I'll get on with you guys. Okay. Like, he was like, he was like, he asked the family, he was like, is this okay with you guys? And I'm sitting here like <laughs> Bro, I booked an appointment. I'm like, yeah. what do you mean, is it okay First with First of all, you?
1: you're surprised that there's anybody else there on your demo. Right. Because you booked this demo with right. him for this boat.
0: Right. So <laughs> that was like the second thing. So I get on the boat and I got my board and I put it in the rack and I was like, awesome. Like, I just want to drive it and I want to surf the wave,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? And he's like, yeah, okay. And then he just keeps talking to their family. Like, doesn't ask me anything. It was, it was like, I was like, like the ugly stepchild on the boat. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... <laughs>
1: You look like the unqualified so, buyer. So he's like, did you
0: bring a rope and a and a life jacket? And I was like, no. I was like, nobody told me I was supposed to bring a rope and a life jacket. Isn't this like, a demo? Like, do you make all your customers that are going to first time buy a boat? Does no
1: one surf the wave yeah. when they get on this By boat? By the way,
0: like, super nice guy. <laughs> like, I I don't know. He, maybe one day he listens to this and goes, oh, I, like, I hope he does. Yeah. You know, like, this is my experience, right? Mm-hmm. So I get on this boat and he's like, do you have a rope or light? I'm like, no, I, nobody told me I was supposed to bring one. Right. And then it was, my like, board. it was like, Oh, okay. Well, let me see if, let me see if one of these other guys out here has one. So they get one. I surf on it. We do the thing. I check it all out. I was kind of the redheaded stepchild the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like didn't care to ask me anything, nothing. I was like, I got on, I was like, yeah, I own a, a, a Malibu right now. I've had three of them, you know, just didn't like, just didn't care. So the point that I'm making here is as I got off the boat, like, didn't even say anything, didn't get my number, didn't ask me for follow-up, who you talking to, nothing. I was like flabbergasted, honestly. And so I walked away with my buddy Nicholas and I was like, man, can you, could you imagine if they really like put an emphasis on service and follow-up in this process, like for a $300,000 purchase? Mm-hmm. And so the point is, I went home, I, I left there thinking like, I'm gonna hit up the other manufacturer and get a demo Because I know the guy and I remember the experience I had with my buddy who was going through it with him. And it was a whole different thing. So I actually thought about not buying it to a brand I'm loyal to because the experience was that bad. Now, no one was mean, but it was just like it was not what you would expect, right? Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I went through, I looked at the boat, and I decided I'm going to buy it. Mm -hmm. Despite all of that, because of the product. Yeah. Because of the product. And so, so ultimately the product will cover a multitude of sins, mm-hmm. right? And, and it's not like you shouldn't do those other things, but I wanted to share that example because like I went in to the worst Chipotle I've ever been to <laughs> with the worst service. Like people hardly acknowledged I was there. They they're were all on ha- the phones. They're all on like their f- cell phones back there, but I'm still sitting there and I didn't leave because I was like, I want this product. So in a world of like, we got to market, right? We've got to sell. We've got to have process. We've got to, we've got, we've got to handle the the pain beach sandwich if you missed the last (laughs) episode. Right. But, but at the end of the day, product will cover. And so you've got to have a process for improving your product. Right? So what does that look like? Right? So one of the things that we do is we collect NPS scores. So net promoter score of how likely are you to refer, Typically, it'd be your friend to this business, Um, but like this specific product, right? Mm -hmm. So we would send a survey for a specific product, say, how likely are you to refer this product to a friend, right? And collect an NPS score on a product level, Mm -hmm. right? So if you have multiple products and they're, they're different enough, that's something tactically that you can do, right? Like immediately after they've consumed it or had an experience with it, hit them up with a survey right? And then you can follow up on the survey with not just the number, but what did you like about it? What did you not like? And like any other feedback, right? It doesn't have to be complicated. And so collecting product feedback. And we did that quarterly. Yeah. So collecting product feedback, and then we would take that feedback and we would have product improvement meetings where we would sit and we'd go, Hey guys, what are the customers saying? Cool. Let's get context. And then it's like, I want everyone to stop brainstorm for five minutes, write a list of all the things that you think we can do to improve our product and then let's talk about them and then let's stack rank the top ideas, right? And then we can start doing that, right? So having a process in your business to systematically improve your product over time because product covers a multitude of sins. And the other thing is that you know you have a good product when people refer people. Mm -hmm. If you have no referral business, right? Your product is not good enough, right? And so when we launched- Even without
1: a referral program, I just want to say this, like even without a referral program, yes. just people that are referring yes. it, not because you have a referral program, but because people are like, this is a great product, I have to tell everyone about it.
0: Totally. Like, you know, you have a, gr- I would say you have a great product if people are telling people about it, mm-hmm. but it's one of the five ways you can acquire customers. Costs you nothing. Yeah. Costs you $0, right? If you have a referral program, it'll cost you something. And I think that's a good idea too. Mm-hmm. But if people refer people to your business, you have a great product, and now you've got this perpetual free acquisition source because you've invested in your product, Yeah, right? And so having that system, and like, like I can think back to um, when we first first launched the Pinnacle program at Enterprise CEO, that's where our clients and partners are, multiple seven-figure companies growing and scaling from there, right? And I just remember sitting back one day being like, is our product good enough? And I knew it was good, but I was like, we're gonna just double down on fulfillment and just blow it out of the water. yeah. like we're like we're just gonna focus on that and crush it. instead of like all these new selling mechanisms and like launching all of these new things on the front end, we're like, let's just double down and immediately got huge referrals from a few of our clients, mm-hmm. right? Like after about a month of of adding a few a few events, adding in some other things and and so that was just an example of like product development if done correctly and improving it over time will bring you more sales and create an evergreen acquisition mechanism for your company. Right. But you have to prioritize it. And, and it's tough cause it's like in the beginning you're like super passionate about the thing and then you make it, but then like a year and a half goes by and you're so buried in like just operating and being profitable and I need new customers and leads and like, yes, you need to do all that. But maybe your product is the problem. Right? If you're forcing all these sales, but no one is re, rebuying, it's the, the re-sign rate, the the churn rate, w- yeah. whatever type of business you're in, if that's not at par up to standard, then like you should look at your product. Like how can you figure that out? What is your, what's your $5 crock pot? Mm-hmm. Like what's your warm toilet seat? Yeah. Or maybe it
1: was good enough when it was just warm audience, you know, when you're just selling to like warm audience, but it's not good enough when it comes to cold traffic.
0: Right. So, so people, and this is kind of a a few thoughts in, in developing your product, right? People don't always want more, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Like they don't just want more of the thing. They don't want more to do or more, more stuff. More live calls. Like more stuff, Mm -hmm. right? It's not always more. Sometimes it's less. Like we, we found out in our coaching program that people were overwhelmed. In our weight loss coaching. Yeah. In a weight loss coaching program. Um, at Lady Boss. People were overwhelmed with the amount of like, because we're like, we got to have all this stuff and all these checkpoints. And it was overwhelming. And so they were like, man, I'm behind. And so they were falling out and canceling. Because they felt like they couldn't keep up. Because they felt like they couldn't keep up. Yeah. And I'm like, what are we doing? This is counterintuitive. So it's not always more. Sometimes it's less. Yeah. Sometimes it's repackaging things. So we
1: took that one year curriculum and we broke it up over four years. Over four
0: years. <laughs> so we basically took. Well, it was for one year, spread it out over four. And then all of a sudden it was manageable mm-hmm. and people had a better experience and fulfillment, yeah. right? And the retention rate increased and people were happier and we lost less business, right? And so it's not always more, right? Like making it better does not mean making it more. It just means making it better, mm-hmm. right? And, and that can look different in different businesses, right? And one of the other things that we did was we involved customers in the product improvement process surveying is a part of that polls in digital communities is a part of that giving updates to customers, right? Like when we did our flavor launch program for, um, for our protein, we would survey them and they would, they would propose and vote on all the flavors that they yeah. wanted us to do.
1: Yeah. They would basically, we would, we would stack them all the different flavor options and then put a other box and then they yeah. would literally rank them of like, here's the number one, that I want, like, here's the other ones that I'm interested in. And then we would create the product based on what the number one, two, three, four, five, those would be like the
0: next five flavors that we developed. Yep. And what was crazy about it is not only were they involved, they voted. So they, they had buy-in, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't like money buy-in, but, but they had emotional buy-in with the process. So I'm when like, they're, this is the
1: one that I picked. Yeah.
0: When their flavor came out, like you best be believe they bought it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Like I can't prove it, but I, I know it to be true. Yeah. Right. And then not only that, we had all the data we needed to figure out the quantities. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's multiple benefits, but involving your customers in the process and, and then having your customer service, right. Be that feedback loop. Right. So your customer service, like what are the complaints? What are the praises? Like whoever's doing your support or your support manager, or like whoever's dealing with the people that nobody wants to deal with, they should be creating a brief at least once a month and giving feedback to the rest of the team on what the customers are feeling, the patterns, right? Mm-hmm. The patterns, not the one-offs, the patterns, right? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's pretty dangerous too. Because if you listen to everything your customers <laughs> <Yeah>. said, <laughs> like if you listen to everything you'd your customers said, 80, you'd be pulled in 80,000 Yeah, you'd be pulled. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, so this whole concept of product is so key because... You cannot outmarket a bad product. Eventually it will catch up to you and it will be your demise. And so instead of saying one month, Hey, let's not focus on leads and sales. Like, like I'm not saying pull your eye off the ball, but let's put resources into product. Right. Listening to the customers, improving the product and see what happens. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but you got to understand it and see the long game of it. Yeah. Right. And that's what really sets you apart. Right. And and I'm I'm drinking my own Kool-Aid here. Like, like I could do a better job at this, always. Right. Because we're we're always thinking about next customer growth, next revenue, where's that going to come from? But if you're frustrated with the back end of your business, the lifetime value of your customer, the number one thing, in my opinion, that you can do to increase the lifetime value of your customer is not making them more offers and sending them more emails. Like if you're already doing that, great. It's improving the product that you have and figuring out what they really want. how to make it easier to do, more exciting to them, make it less painful, remove friction from the process, simplify it for them, right? Not overcomplicate it and watch what happens. It will be magical. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Magical, Magical, like a rainbow unicorn magical. (laughs) So what is your $5 Crock-Pot and your warm toilet seat? (laughs) I think basically... Basically, everyone here needs a masseuse that's going to bring a crock pot Mm -hmm. and needs to buy a Toto uh, bidet toilet seat. (laughs) I think that's actually what I'm trying to get across today. (laughs) Love it. Guys, thanks so much for being on today's show. We really appreciate it. Um, Whatever resonated with you most, drop a review. We'd love to hear it. Also, if you check out the link, we got some free stuff for you. We do a free 360 degree audit Mm -hmm. for your business so that you can identify the holes right? If you've got a ship and it's leaking and you don't even know, there's an opportunity and opportunities for growth. And maybe product is one of those opportunities, but I have a whole checklist over 150 things. So you can get real, real with yourself and your business. So only get it if you want to know the truth. (laughs) Just saying. Appreciate you guys. We'll see you next time. Take care.